Good morning. My name is Alexander Rowan, and this is the War on the Poor podcast. Poverty has many aspects and causes, with housing insecurity and gentrification being important ones. I'd like to start with some history about the subject of gentrification in Charlotte. Charlotte is uh, unique uh, compared to other cities in the U.S. due to how gentrification started here. It didn't start with a multitude of investors. It, it wasn't a very gradual thing that just built up over time. It really was started by Bank of America, of all organizations. In the early 1970s, Bank of America decided it wanted to become a global bank. But first, it had to prove that Charlotte could become a global city. Bank of America then developed a corporate growth strategy, which involved buying up properties all around what we know as uptown, especially low-income properties. They would then either renovate or demolish these properties. These properties that Bank of America renovated or demolished were once working-class businesses, low-income housing, things of that nature. What they replaced them with was high-income luxury apartments, condos, high-end bars and restaurants in order to attract a demographic that had a much higher income, usually from out of state. This, in turn, priced out Charlotte locals who were working class. They couldn't afford the cost of living, the rent, or any other aspect of living in South End, Noda. These were once places that working class people lived comfortably. To give us some insight into the issues of housing insecurity and gentrification, I decided to contact a Jessica Moreno from the Tenant Organizing Resource Center, which is headed by Action and See, which is an anti-poverty advocacy group in North Carolina. I'm here with Jessica Moreno today. All right, so Jessica, to those who aren't familiar, what is the housing crisis in Charlotte like and, and how would you define gentrification? Gentrification is violence. That's how, that's, that's it. It's violence uh, against families of color, against working class folks. Um, and it's dangerous. It, it really is. It's, it's life or death for a lot of people. Um, in Charlotte, we are booming as a banking city, as a corporate place. Uh, so we have a lot of, uh, new development coming in and a lot of projects building, building, um, high rises or, you know, condos and, and it's just not made for uh, the, the people that work here yeah. <laughs> in other fields other than you know banking or so it's hard it's hard it's definitely violence and and we have to talk about it as such you're right you're completely right so uh why did action and c start the uh, uh tenant organizing resource center in charlotte so action and c has been doing tenant work since the beginning um of uh of the organization. Uh, they've done a lot with mobile home communities, apartment complexes, and it was time to do a deeper focus on this work. And so Torque has always existed, but I think that with my experience and my passion, 
um, that's what I want to focus on. And so now it's, I think, more visible and more, you know, people know more about it because of, of that. But it's always, they've always done that kind of work. And that's actually how I got into this work. Um, because Action NC came and organized my mobile home community and helped us win a campaign against gentrification. And now I'm here. <laughs> that's incredible. Wow. So what approach does uh, Torque take in combating gentrification and housing security? Uh, it depends on the neighborhood. It depends on the needs of, of that community. Um, I think that Torque is a support for different communities. And those communities have to decide what's best for them. Torque is not here to tell communities what's best or which way to go we're here to guide people and to organize people so uh, the goal of torque is to organize tenant associations organize communities to be uh, a body of decision making i will support communities in that in that capacity and we will use the resources that we have here at action and see to get their stories heard and their voices heard and and put them in put people in places where their stories will be heard and they can impact their communities. Uh, I'm not here to speak for anyone. That makes complete sense. Of course, self-determination in communities is important. And specifically, what is your role in Torque? Are you an organizer or? So I am a community organizer for Action NC. And um, Torque is one of our projects that we focus on. Uh, Action NC does police accountability, healthcare for all, senior rights, women rights, uh, immigration justice work, race and gender equity, and um, also TORC. And so TORC is what I've been focused on uh, just because of the history, my personal history with the organization and how I was brought into it. Um, that's kind of where things naturally flowed yeah. for me and for the organization. And, and uh, Action NC is very supportive overall, uh, making sure that if they've been very supportive with me and with the work and it's work that needs to be done. And so it's, it's just all naturally flowed into that direction. If that makes sense. That does make sense. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> oh, you did. You did. No, you did. <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say is the biggest obstacle to solving or lessening the effects of the housing crisis in Charlotte? The biggest obstacle is the legislation. I mean, there's, we need better protections as far as tenants, as far as, you know, what developers can come in here and do. And if our city leaders, if our, you know, just government in general, is not thinking about the people, then we're always going to struggle. It's always going to be the same and it's never going to change. The work that we can do around community is very important and it can impact and it will impact legislation. It's a lot of work and we have to be committed to doing it. Um, but that I would say that's the biggest thing is, is the legislation and the people that are over those things and over making those changes and being able to influence those things. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, 
I can imagine. Yeah. So, so as well as doing grassroots work, you also do lobbying work. I can speak for what I do, and I do the grassroots work. Um, gotcha. We do have a political director, and if you're interested in that, I would say talk to him. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, talk to him about that, but yes, we do have um, everything that we do is to push for those kind of changes for 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 laws that make sense for the people. <laughs> so. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And lastly. What can interested parties do to assist in the fight against gentrification and housing insecurity? There's a lot of things that we could do as an individual. We could uh, inform ourselves, inform our communities, and and most importantly, organize our communities. Um, When we're organized, we have power, and that will make the biggest difference in our lives. Thank you very much, Jessica. Awesome. Jessica goes on to say that while they're making headway in Charlotte, they desperately need help. They need volunteers. They need people to help with uh, paperwork, fighting evictions. They need legal help. They need donations. With that being said, I'd like to end this episode by posing a question to my audience. Soon we will be graduating, finding a career, and maybe even moving away from Charlotte. But no matter where we go, the issues of gentrification rising cost of housing, cost of living, are always going to be issues in this nation as things stand. I want you to ask yourself, am I going to pretend to be neutral or am I going to fight against injustices like these in my community?